Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Welcome, my bride chillers. That's what you all are. And my groom chillers, which doesn't sound as good. Look, I'm going to work on the groom version of bride chiller, but I've been thinking about it, and that's actually the the phrase, the saying that I want to put out there, that we're not going to be bridezillers. Of course we're not. We're going to be bride chillers. And that's what my listeners, my save the date lovely listeners are. Welcome to the show. If you are new, I'm Alicia, the host. If you're not, you know that already. Very excited. This is episode 98 of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the past couple of shows. I really had a good time interviewing Jen from Something Turquoise all about wedding hair. If you haven't heard those last couple of episodes, go back and have a listen because Look, as well as being a very skilled wedding blogger, and she's a DIY tutorial queen, I proclaim that, but, you know, she is, she was also a hairdresser for 13 years and just basically did wedding hair. So I thought, who better to talk to about that? So if you haven't listened, pop back and have a listen. It's well worth it. Lots of tips there, especially tips about how to maintain your hair and keep it all going before the wedding without having to spend too much cash because... Geez, we know at this time of our lives, spending less cash on things like hair and and beauty and stuff like that, gee, it just makes a big difference when you're throwing out money in all directions for the big day. I wanted to kick off today's show, a Q&A Thursday as it is, uh, just with a couple of tweet little, I was going to say tweet messages. That sounds like I'm 87. I want to read some tweet messages from you to me. Uh, Madeline McCurry, she's at mad underscore Ellen, says, 11 days until my wedding and I'm chilling with a cheap face mask and a beer. Thanks for keeping me sane. Oh, that's one now. Thanks for keeping me sane these past months. Gee whiz. I wish you all the best, Mad underscore Ellen. I think your wedding may have just happened, actually, looking at the date of this tweet. I am delighted that you took me up on my offer about a cheap face mask. If you haven't heard me say this before, I love one of those pharmacy, drugstore, whatever you want to call it, face masks that you get for like a buck. You squeeze it on, you lie down, you look a little bit freaky, you have a wine or a beer or a mineral water if you're a teetotaler. Or juice. I'm not going to name all the different drinks. You know what I'm saying. And relax and enjoy yourself. You don't have to go to the beauty salon and have a big expensive, you know, beauty fest. Do it yourself at home, for God's sake. And actually, as Jen said a couple of episodes ago, you can also do hair masks, which are fantastic for the old hair and uh, doesn't really cost very much. Olive oil, put it in there. I know that sounds weird, but it really works. Ellie Matthews says, uh, her, her username is at Ellie Matthews one. Hey, I love the podcast. I'm a new bride and beyond excited, but I don't want to terrify my fiance with planning right away. Help. Oh, Ellie, listen, I think here's how you get around this problem. Look, we're straight into the Q and A without even me thinking about it. Ellie, you just got to chill out. You just got to keep it all keep it cool yourself but also I don't think it's a bad thing to start early and I'm sure my fellow bride chillers here will be thinking the same thing by saying just start slowly but make the big decisions first because the big decisions like a wedding venue your guest list oh my goodness 
the guest list. There's going to be an updated episode because I know the guest list is one of the biggest things. Uh, I'm reading all of my lovely responses to the 100th survey, episode survey that I've been putting out there. And a big response that's coming, coming back is guest list problems. So I think one of the big things you need to do is ease yourself into it. Have a couple of casual combos. Just talk it up. See what he's thinking. Throw out your ideas. Don't be too full on. It's like getting into a into a really cold pool. This is a weird analogy. I don't know where it's going. I just want to say you just just tiptoe in, but then you just got to dive in eventually. Oh, it worked. There you go. Analogy done. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt, and uh, I'm sure that'll sell really well for us. So, look, Ellie, I think it's exciting. You can get a bit, you know, it can get a bit full on when you first buy those first, I don't know, twenty wedding magazines or whatever you do. And you think, oh my gosh, I've got to do a little now. Let's only talk about wedding stuff. But I think you're on the right path. You're being you're being aware that you don't want to be feral about it. You don't want to be too full on. And also just pace yourself. Just pace yourself. It's probably going to be a while. Maybe it's next week you're getting married. If it is, fuck panic. I'd say just get it all done. But if, if you know you've got six months, 12 months up your sleeve, I think you just need to be able to stay calm. Again, here's another message. I'm going to turn my phone off when I'm recording this, but I'm not going to. Re- I was enjoying that. So I, look, it's another Twitter message. It's going crazy. I'm going to switch that off. Stay calm, and and just be aware that there's plenty of time. Don't panic. One thing I think the wedding industry. I'm using air quotes, but you can't see that because this is an audio podcast. But one thing the wedding industry does. Uh, is sometimes create a bit of a sense of panic in needing to have, well, a big long lead up, which I think is bullshit, and also needing to make decisions quickly because someone else might get something or you must pay for things now or it will go away. And I don't really believe that to be true. Actually, I've got an interview coming up. A very, I'm very excited to be sharing this with you in episode uh, 101 and 99. It's it's pretty exciting because I've had to spread it over two shows. I'm interviewing Laura Babb, and she's a wedding photographer, a really popular, I say uber wedding photographer. She said, well, oh, please don't call me that, but I'm going to because she's fab. But she does say that there seems to be this heightened sense of panic that surrounds wedding planning. And one of the questions that I ask her, which you'll hear, I'm just giving it a bit away here. One of the questions I ask her is about the lead up and how long you should give yourself to book a wedding photographer. And it really surprised me when she said, you know what? I get bookings that are sometimes two or three months down the track and I make it work. So that's not the case for everything. I know that wedding venues, a lot of the popular venues book up, but also it is possible to make things happen really quickly. If you have heard, if you've gone back and listened to my past episodes, I interviewed a wonderful lady called Carly Kiker, who wrote a book called Hitched in a Hurry. And it's a great read. It's a really fast read because, you know, she wants you to to get information quickly because you've got a wedding to plan. But the whole theory of the book is that you can easily plan a wedding in three to six months without any crazy panics and without any dramas. I highly recommend if you are planning a wedding in a sort of short time frame that you check it out. It's really worth a look. And also get get ready to listen to the episode 99. That's Monday's episode if you are listening today on Thursday. If you're listening in 2019, 
good. It's the next episode that's coming up. It's already there. Download it. But Laura Babb talks a lot about wedding photography and timelines. And not to freak out, if you are deciding to get married quite quickly, it's fine. You'll find someone. You'll find somewhere. It'll all be fine. Ellie, thank you very much for your message. Another one is from Victoria Medley. She's at Victorianesque on the Twitter and she says, long road trip from Charleston to New York and got my fiance addicted to your podcast too. Hashtag that shark tank story. Hashtag engaged. Okay. I think she's talking about my, um, my terrible moment where I was being lowered into a crocodile pit and that sounds bad, but it was on TV. I had a panic attack. It's not great, but it, look, I'm still alive. I actually had a dream about it a few nights ago. That's where I'm at. I'm still probably processing it emotionally, even though it was about four years ago. There it is. Lots of crazy things I've done for the television over the years. I'm sure I'll do many more crazy things. But that was one of the things that I just couldn't see myself through. You know, actually, thinking about that, I did when Wolverine, one of the Wolverine movies came out, one of the press junkets that they did in Sydney, in Australia, was they set up Wolverine stunt camp. And I'm going to try and find the video to share with you. But what it was, basically, they picked four of the stunts from the movies and they flew journalists and TV presenters from um, around Australia to Sydney to do the stunts, to learn how to do the stunts. And Hugh Jackman's stunt guy and good friend who was just as beefy and as good-looking as Hugh Jackman, he took the stunt day and we got to learn all this stuff. And it was a blast. And one of the things was you had to sort of jump off the side of this warehouse. with with It was like a bungee jump, but you had to step off it as if you were just stepping off the side of the building. And I remember doing it going, you are so brave, Alicia. You are so brave. Good for you. Just walk off and be cool. And I remember as I stepped out, I'm like, I'm just going to walk off this and be so smick and schmick that no one is going to, like, they're going to go, who is that amazing girl? And of course, as I stepped off, I screamed like a lunatic. I don't know. It was like a, it must have been a human uh, reaction to it. Of course, you scream when you fall off the side of a building. It was thrilling. But I was thinking about that and then thinking about the crocodiles and thinking, why could I jump off the side of the building yet not be lowered into a crocodile tank? I don't know. Just just some thoughts out loud for you. Should we get on with the Q&A questions? Yes, we shall. Okay, this is why I love you guys so much. And I don't know if I say that often enough, but I love you. I really do. Because you're smart, you're sassy, you're on the ball, and you don't take shit from me. Because I'm going to, this is my, <laughs> I'm supposed to be like a wedding expert. Actually, I've never said I'm a wedding expert. I'm just, someone referred to me as their virtual bridesmaid. And so virtual bridesmaids make mistakes. And this is my mistake. Uh, Ellen DeVries wrote to me on Facebook and she says, Hey, Alicia, binge listening the podcast whilst doing housework. And I've noticed you keep mentioning Jenny Packham did Kate's wedding gown, as in Princess Kate, as in Duchess. No, she's not Duchess. Fuck, there you go. I'm wrong. It was actually an Alexander McQueen design, though she does wear a lot of Jenny Packham stuff. Yes, she does. Just a heads up in case it gets awkward when you interview her at Brides the Show. Cheers, Ellen from Sydney. Not engaged, just wedding and podcast enthusiasts. Heard about your show via Women's Hour. Kiss, kiss. Hey, Ellen, you're a fucking legend because I'm an idiot. I totally, totally have got that wrong. And correct, it would have been embarrassing had I asked Jenny that. But thankfully, I got your email first and I have added that to the notes in my brain. I've corrected myself 
and I've moved on with my life. But the fact that you took the time to write that to me, I bloody love it. So thank you, Ellen. And um, I'm happy that you listen whilst doing housework because it's good to have something to do to take your mind off that. I do that too. I need to figure out how to listen to podcasts in the shower. That's probably where I could utilize the time more, but maybe I should just switch off and, and enjoy the stairs. I do like a bit of a shower stare. Che Chi wrote to me and she says, Hey, we got engaged uh, on the 8th of the 12th, 12th of the 8th, if you're in wherever you are. See, some countries reverse the date. I'm going to be honest with you. The wedding is in 69 days. Cray cray. Oh, I love you. In your opinion, how much time should we allow guests for RSVPing, specifying on the invitation, as I heard on your podcast, ingenious, oh, in capitals? Okay, Chate, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. If not, I deeply apologize. Here's the thing. You are getting hitched in 69 days. That is two months. If you are sending out the invitations pretty quickly, I would say most people especially knowing that the wedding is only two months away. Again, this this ties in perfectly with what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, is that I would say four weeks would be just enough. Again, leading on from the idea of panicking and making people crazy with, with trying to get things done quickly, I think a lot of the information that you require is already done in the lead up to the wedding. Usually a week before the wedding, you'll be required to give final numbers to the venue and caterer. And often that will be a couple of days beforehand. It depends on what sort of wedding size you'll be having and what sort of venue you are having the wedding at. If it's a similar to what we had, like a private situation where we've brought in our own caterers and we've had to do a lot of extra lead time, maybe it'll be two weeks. But if it's at a hotel or a, a venue that's used to having weddings every sort of weekend, then I would suggest a week up your sleeve is all you need. So really, when it comes to RSVPing, it's great, obviously, to have as much lead time as you can to sort it all out. But to be honest, the main thing that you need to get organized is how many people will be attending on the day to organize catering and alcohol and also transport as well if you are providing transport. But I think majority of people would know the roundabout figure. So if you are inviting 100 people, possibly 90 people will show up. There's usually about a 10% discrepancy there. Discrepancy? You know what I'm trying to say. And uh, yes, there are things like planning table seating charts and all that sort of stuff. But you can sort of do that ahead of time and also move things around in the week before if people can't show. And obviously there won't be extra people if you are following my tips about not doing plus ones. If you're doing plus ones, well then obviously just put a seat next to someone. That's where their plus one will be going. You're not going to split people up unless you're into really getting people to know strangers. And that'd be probably a little strange for a wedding. So, Che, I would say if you can give yourself one month up your sleeve, that would probably be great. If you are really cutting it fine, two weeks, and then just make sure all your systems are in place to get all of the numbers and information in in working order, I would say. If you've got a, an Excel spreadsheet, if you're doing a Google Docs, just find a way to be able to tick people off as soon as they come in. So then you can use that document to then export and send to your venue, caterer, wedding planner, and then it's all done. 
I really suggest, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, it is absolutely free to use Google Wedding Docs. Just just Google Google Docs Wedding. That's all you need to do. I'm not even going to read it out. Just Google it. It's a Google thing. I promise it'll show up. Uh, they are free. They provide some excellent templates. They're very simple and easily shareable. You don't have to have a Gmail account. You don't have to sign up for anything. But the templates are all there. So yes, you can go into Etsy and buy a fancy template. Yes, you can go on and do it all online via the Knot and all these websites. But if you want something free and shareable and compatible with anyone that can use the internet, I'm going to say that again, anyone that has the use of Google can log on and use this, then I would say use Google Docs. I also think it's great to be able to have an Excel, uh, I keep saying Excel, but a spreadsheet that you can share with a wedding planner, your partner, your parents, your uh, maybe your graphic designer if you're doing invitations that need to be shared or if you ha- have some sort of database system that you can export to a MailChimp situation if you're doing a mail out. All of these are compatible with spreadsheets. You just save them out as a, is it an XML file? You know, the basic Excel slash spreadsheet savey format thing, which is a very technical term that only tech heads like me use. So share that with your friends and family. <laughs> but look, put it all in a document. It makes it so much easier, especially when it comes to writing your thank you notes as well. Add an extra column for gifts and uh, you've already got their addresses, obviously, ofs. So it's great to just tick that off to make sure that you've covered it and you don't look like an asshole when you're not replying and sending special thank yous. Always send the thank yous. I should just really talk about that more often. A thank you card is really important. Even if, not even if, a thank, if they attend your wedding, if they send you a gift, if they attend your wedding and don't send you a gift, if they've just sent you a lovely card and don't attend the wedding, I don't care. Just send them a thank you note. Manners are the foundation of society. And you don't want to be a prick and not send something uh, even if it's a bloody form card that says, dear people that you handwrite in, thank you so much for your lovely, generous gift and kind thoughts and words, love us, people will appreciate that. It's really easy. The same goes for a wedding planner or your MC. I think it's a really nice gesture to be able to send a card a couple of weeks later to saying thank you so much for contributing to our day. It meant the world to us that you took the time. And yes, you're paying the wedding planner, but a lot of wedding planners go a hell of a lot out of their way to make sure things work for you. And it's just good vibes. There you go. It's just good vibes. I've got time for one more question on today's show. It's gone quickly this week. It really has. Have I talked too much? Yes, because that's my job. This... uh <laughs> Wow. This uh, is from Haley, and she is, well, she, I know this, she's from Chicago because she says, hello from Chicago, Alicia. I'm so excited to write to you because I've been listening to your podcast for two months while my boyfriend and I secretly planned our engagement. Neither of us felt like a surprise proposal was right, so instead we planned a trip to Madison, Wisconsin, sounds nice, where we proposed to each other over this weekend. That's lovely. We hiked out to a forest preserve and found a secluded spot where we read our prepared statements. We both said yes and we opened a bottle of champagne. The cork went flying into the woods, which we feel bad about. The surprise was uh, for our friends and family 
and they've all been so excited for us. It's fun to be engaged. Yes, it bloody is. Sometimes we just need to retell ourselves that if we're stressed. It's fun to be engaged. We've got someone across from us that loves us and we love them. There it is. She goes on to say, she didn't write that. That was my little bit. I know. I mean, look, Hayley, I'm sure you believe that. I'm just adding that in. Your podcast has given me so much great information and helped me keep things in perspective. I already have a lot of planning done and I can't wait to spend the next year planning and listening to your podcast. Bonus. I do have a question for you. Probably the first of many, which I welcome. I love repeat offenders. Keep coming back, people. If you've sent me a question, I've answered it. Don't fret. I'll answer 50 more. She says, we are going cheap for this wedding, so I'm not sure about having a wedding shower. If we aren't spending a lot of money on each guest, is it wrong to throw a gift-giving party in addition to receiving wedding gifts? Also, we have mostly all of the things we need, and the thought of opening gifts while everyone watches weirds me out. But my friends think I'm crazy for passing up on the shower, and my maid of honor really wants to throw one for us. Thanks for your help, Haley. Okay, Haley, here it is. I love that you are aware of your friends and family and guests not shelling out too much for you guys. That is totally cool. And again, bride chiller, that's what you are, because you are being thoughtful. And yet, weddings are really pricey dicey and they take up a lot of time and money for guests as well as brides and grooms and the bridal party. And sometimes we forget that. So gold star for you for thinking about that. Now, I think wedding showers are one of those things that they're a bit old school. They're really handy. Like you said, if you don't have a lot of homewares and stuff for the home, then they're super handy for people trying to acquire new or better stuff. I mean, a lot of people come from share house situations. They come from university or college where they've just got crappy pans that have been handed down from 50,000 people. Plates don't match. You've got chipped cups. You're drinking out of jam jars, that sort of stuff. So bridal showers are fantastic if you are trying to really, you know, up your game in that department. But also, I think bridal showers have changed a little bit from the traditional sort of idea. And one of the things I always say is create your own new traditions. And for that reason, I think that you can mold the bridal shower idea into something that works for you. And if your maid of honor really wants to help you out with this, I say go for it. I say maybe do it a bit earlier then your, you know, six to eight weeks before the wedding. Maybe you could do it as a celebration three or four months before the wedding, as a bit of a tee up, G up before the wedding day and not put them so close together so people don't feel obliged to buy you all this stuff. One of the other things I think you can do is if you don't need the homewares and all that sort of stuff, then perhaps you could have a seller party which is something I've suggested before, and I've been to a couple of these, and they're really fun. And that's when you share the bridal shower slash party with your partner, and you invite your friends and family over, boys and girls, none of this gender restriction stuff, and you say, bring us a bottle of wine, bring a bottle of wine to drink on the night, and then bring a bottle of wine for us to share with you in the future. 
and put a label or create some labels as they come in and they put their name and the date on it. And then you hook the, the label around the top of the wine bottle and then you store it. And I, I, I went to a, a cellar party years ago with my friends, Kath and Anth, and it was fantastic because they had a really good time over the next, I don't know, it was like three years inviting friends and family over to their home or taking the wine bottle with them if they were going interstate to visit their friends and sharing this bottle of wine and really enjoying that moment with them. And it was a great way to, you know, share these celebrations, but also get a great cellar going. So if you're wine drinkers or if you maybe if you're spirits drinkers, that's a way to really get a good bar happening. But it could also be something, it doesn't have to be booze if you're not drinkers. Come up with a theme, something that you really want to share with your friends and family. Maybe it's an evening that celebrates great pillows. That's a shitty, shitty, shitty <laughs> suggestion. Hey, would you like to come to a pillow party? Then it sounds like a sex thing. It's not. That was a bad example. I'm a comedian. I'm supposed to be able to think on my feet. I couldn't think of another thing. Uh, maybe you like fine china also an awful suggestion teapots cups i'm going through some ideas haven't come up with any more better just leave that one with me cellar party that's an idea that i think would be great if you want to share a bit of a party still acquire some stuff perhaps i know at the actually this is something at the cellar party some people also also bought along some quite lovely wine glasses that they gifted Kath and Anth, which is a nice idea as well. They got some of those lovely stem-free, stemless wine glasses, which are classy and I find less hard to break because they don't have a stem and you can't knock them over as much. Have I mentioned that I'm the queen of the klutzes? I am. I'm good at spilling things, breaking things and wearing my food. So I think that's probably, Hayley, a suggestion I have for you. If you don't want to have the bridal shower at all and you don't like my suggestions of the pillow and teapot party or the cellar party, which is probably a better one, then ditch it. You don't have to do anything. And also you could say to your maid of honor, look, just let's have a killer's killer bachelorette slash hens party and have a great time. Or let's all go on that amazing boat architectural tour of Chicago and check out some awesome buildings. I'm just saying that because that's what I want to do. So when I come to Chicago, that's on my list. There's no reason for me to say that to you. Hey, I hope I have helped you all out today. Thank you again, Ellen, for reminding me that I have got my information completely wrong. I'm happy to admit my wrongs. I'm always happy to admit when I am wrong, and I'm happy that you reminded me. Che, good luck with your RSVPing, and uh, I think you're probably on the 30-day countdown now. I've got so many wedding Q&A questions up my sleeve. I'm really trying to get through them all. So I appreciate it, and Haley, thank you so much. I'm glad that you shared that wonderful proposal story with me too and with us because this is what's great about my Save the Date listeners, that we all come from different belief systems and traditions. And what I find is that you are the people that are stepping outside the box. You don't want to be sheep, bridal sheep. That's not who you are. You want to do things your way. You don't want people telling you what to do. And to be honest, wedding a wedding day is a day. 
you know, you are sophisticated, interesting people, and I respect that deeply. And I'm so happy that I'm finding my tribe, I'm finding my people who share my beliefs and open my eyes to new things each day. So Haley, thank you very much for that. And if you have a question you would like to share with all of us, and uh, hopefully I can help answer it for you, visit savethedatepodcast.com and uh, hit the button at the top of the page. It's called Connect. My email address, if you want to email me personally, which is where the same thing goes to, is Alicia, which is A-L-E-I-S-H-A at savethedatepodcast.com. That's where you can email me directly. I love hearing from you. Also, if you haven't received my free book, it's called The Guide to Getting Hitched. Jump on board and download it. You can go to guidetogettinghitched.com and uh, pop your email address in. I will send you that. It is 155 pages of wedding planning goodness. Put it on your Kindle. Put it on your iPhone. Do whatever you need to do. Have a read. It's really like an extended version of this podcast and it's still being sold in the shop. So get it for free via my website. Until next week where I am talking all about wedding photography, don't miss it. It's an excellent part one of a part two series with Laura Babb from Babb Photos. I bid you the happiest wedding planning, happy days, and don't forget to subscribe to the show. That sounded a little bit threatening but please subscribe via itunes and stitcher i really appreciate it and if you have a moment to rate and review the show also you don't even have to write anything just give it five stars that's all i'm asking i very much appreciate it my pretties happy days save the date wedding podcast don't plan your wedding without it